Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, everyone. Today I'm going to discuss some of the crazy rules of tennis. I'll be looking at Friend at Court 2020, which is the handbook of rules and regulations. If you're just starting to play tennis, um, you can Google friend at court 2020 and you can find them. And these are the rules and regulations that you're supposed to use when you're playing a USTA tennis match. I practiced law for 10 years, so I'm used to reading statutes, rules and regulations. And I read through friend at court and I found three rules that I thought were just kind of crazy. One rule just doesn't make sense to me. The second one, I don't think um, it's very consistent the way that people do it. And the third rule, I think people don't follow at all. And I was kind of shocked to read it in friend of court. So let's start off with the first rule that just doesn't make sense to me. This is on page 12 of friend at court, but it says it gives a case that a ball that has just been served hits the receiver or in doubles, the receiver's partner before it touches the ground, which player wins the point? And the decision is the server wins the point, unless it's a service let. And the reason, just from someone that didn't grow up playing, I mean, it just seems crazy to me that someone can serve in doubles and hit the receiver's partner that's nowhere near, let's say, the service box, and the server receives the point. I know that's the rule, and it's happened a couple of times when I've played, but I just would like to know the rationale for that rule. It just doesn't make any sense to me that it's the server's point if the server hits a receiver's partner that's nowhere inside the lines. It's just one of those rules that I think is just kind of like one of the crazy rules of tennis that makes absolutely no sense to me. And maybe that's just always been the rule. If you guys know the reason that is the rule, please let me know. The next rule I'm going to talk about is one that I don't think is consistently followed. And that is the situation where a ball rolls in the court between your first and second served. I've looked at friend of court and I've looked at the rule and on page 39 of the code, number 30, they address delays during service. And they say when the server's second service motion is interrupted by a ball coming into the court, the server is entitled to two serve. So that makes sense. If someone's in the process of serving um, a serve, um, then they get their first serve if a ball rolls into the court. But what happens a lot of times is that the person has not started serving yet. They have the ball and another ball rolls into the court and they either move to go get it or someone their partner moves to go get it or someone on the other side moves. And depending on the day and who I'm playing, a lot of times the other team will either say you can take a first serve because that probably distracted you a little bit, or sometimes they don't say anything and you take a second serve. So I've always wanted to know, well, what is right? And the code and the rules actually address this. And they say when there is a delay between the first and second serves, they say the server gets one serve if the server was the cause of the delay. 
And then it says the server gets two serves if the delay was caused by the receiver or if there was outside interference. To me, a ball rolling in the court between your first and second serve would be outside interference. But then it goes on to say that the time it takes to clear a ball that comes onto the court between the first and second serve is not considered sufficient time to warrant the server receiving two serves. Unless this time is so prolonged as to constitute an interruption, the receiver is the judge of whether the delay is sufficiently prolonged to justify giving the server two serves. I think they need to get rid of that part. I think the rule should be if if there's a ball that comes in the court between the first and second serve, you automatically get a first serve because it totally depends on who you're playing. I normally always give a first serve in that situation, even though technically that's not the rule. But you'll sometimes get to states and there'll be 10 courts in a row. And it's just one let after another let and balls are rolling in your court constantly. And some people will give you a first serve and some people won't. And to be honest, I mean, I think the people that don't give you a first serve are technically correct. But um, I feel like this is something they could really quickly change and just say if a ball rolls into your court between your first and second serve, um, you get a first serve. It doesn't really matter at my level because, I mean, serving's not that big a deal. I don't feel like people are serving that hard. But I'm wondering, especially um, at some of the higher levels, if this is a big deal or what people normally do. The final rule I'm going to talk about is the situation where you are playing doubles and let's say your doubles partner hits a weak shot and yells, get back. And I was really surprised when I read Friend at Court because what it said has never happened before as far as the um, the way they tell you to deal with it. On page 40 of the code, it says, um, number 34, it talks about talking when the ball is in play. And it says, double players should not talk when the ball is moving toward their opponent's court. And they even give the example. For example, if a doubles player hits a weak lob and yells, get back, and the yell distracts an opponent who is about to hit the ball, then the opponent may claim the point based on a deliberate hindrance. If the opponent chooses to play the lob and misses it, the opponent loses the point because the opponent did not make a a timely call of hindrance. So I have never experienced that situation before. I've a number of times we've had it where someone yelled during a point and we've said, okay, that's a voice let, let's replay it. I've never had um, anyone stop during it and claim the point. I've had it happen before where my partner has yelled, you know, watch out or something like that. And the person missed. So they missed the overhead. But then they said that we needed to replay the point, which is actually not right. I talked to my husband about this. And he said, well, in that situation, you should say, let's play a let. And then if they're not willing to give it to you, then then say, well, I'm going to call a hindrance next time. But that's not the rule. Um, The rule says that you should, if it really distracts you as you're about ready to hit it and someone's yelling, that you should immediately claim a hindrance and claim the point, Um, not to replay the point, but just claim it. And that if you hit, if you hit at it and you miss, you've lost your chance. Um, I would just really like to know if anybody has actually done that in a match. And if everybody agreed that that's the way you handled it, it may be just because at my level, 
you know, that doesn't happen that often. Or if it does, you know, we normally just replay the point, but that's not the rule. So I was really surprised when I saw that rule. If you guys have done that, I'd love to hear about it. I just thought that was really interesting that that's what it says in the rules. And I don't feel like anyone follows that. Again, you know, if the USTA wants to contact me, um, I'm happy to give my input, but I'm sure they probably don't really care what I think. But just as someone that has read the rules and played tennis for a few years, this is just a few of the rules that I think are some of the crazy rules of tennis. Please check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.